The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Buck Brief. Our friend Ned Ryan in the mix right now. He's the founder and CEO of American Majority. Uh, Ned, always good to see you, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be with you, Buck. So I, I know you, uh, amidst all of the, oh my gosh, what's going to happen and Trump is facing all these trials. You seem to be pretty confident that not only will they fail to derail Trump uh, legally, um, but that also the public reaction to this might be more favorable to Trump than the Democrats realize. Tell me more. Yeah, so it it really started dawning on me. I'll I'll share a little bit of an incident that took place. I was golfing with my father-in-law, who, not really political, uh, I would argue not really a big fan of Trump's. As we were golfing, he said, you know, it's really started to dawn on me. And so I would consider him Buck a normie, right? A normie who doesn't really follow politics. He votes. He's a pretty frequent voter, not the biggest fan of Trump. But, but all of a sudden, it's dawning on him that what's taking place with all of these different lawsuits and charges being brought against Trump, the, the, there's no real basis to this. The, these, this is political lawfare. The, the basis of this is politics trying to take out Biden's chief political opponent. And so he was sharing with me this conversation, and more and more, I've been proposing a theory. There are a lot of fatalists out there that 
say one of these these cases is going to bring down Trump, right? That it's going to take him down, take him off the ballot. He will not be the nominee. I have proposed a theory that people need to look at the flip side of the coin uh, and realize there might be a real benefit for Trump here when it breaks on the other normies out there that are be voting in the fall elections. This is political lawfare, and and I'm starting to see my theory play out pretty well. I I think the Colorado case in front of the Supreme Court last week, I think it might go down nine nothing. Uh, Buck, I, I I don't think that it will. Obviously, it's not going to win, but I think it will be a definitive rebuke of Colorado. So there's one case gone. The Fannie Willis case in Georgia, uh, I think that's imploding in front of our eyes in real time um, as we watch all this start to collapse. I, I think uh, we'll I think start- Fannie Willis thinks the Fannie Willis case is falling apart. I mean, you know, I I didn't think that that's much yeah. up for debate. Yeah, and and now we're starting to see reports coming out of uh, from Breitbart that Bragg, Willis, and Smith were all meeting with the White House to coordinate their lawsuits against Trump. As that starts to break into the public conscience, they're gonna it's going to be more and more people realizing. Yeah, there was no basis for this. I mean, this is literally a campaign tactic of the Biden White House to take out their chief political opponent. But legal basis to it, there really is no legal basis to anything that is taking place. And I think we're going to see more and more of these cases start to fall apart as more pressure is put on them as we move into the spring and summer. And again, during the summer, people are going to go, they're trying to take out chief political opponent with an abuse of the legal system. We're going to be voting for Trump. And I think you're going to see a surge surge for Trump in the spring and summer uh, going into the RNC and, and DNC conventions. I, I like how you're thinking on this one. Um, do, do you see any any alarms going off uh, for the people who pay attention to races and, and know what's happening in uh, swing, you know, swing districts, swing states? Yes. This uh, third congressional in Long Island that we lost, I think there's a case you made that it just wasn't a strong candidate for the Santos seat. I know there'll be another election soon on this one, but Mm-hmm. You know, they they ran Trump democracy stuff, abortion stuff and a candidate who was, oh, yeah, I, I want to secure the border. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, Democrats are starting to run people. Right. Does, does that concern you that that may be the approach they take at a more national level? Absolutely. On the abortion issue. I mean, I, I saw it play out in Virginia in our our last year's elections and a lot of Republicans ran away from the issue. If they had confronted it, those that did, they won. Uh, in what were very, very narrow state legislative elections in Virginia, but you can't fight something with nothing. And I think Republicans have better start figuring out how they're going to be taking this abortion issue head on. Glenn Youngkin here in Virginia went right at it, Buck, and he proposed a 15-week ban, exceptions for the life of the mother, rape and incest. And it was actually, in, in what I consider a purple state, a pretty solid issue for Glenn Youngkin. So any Republicans that were running for the state legislature last year did pretty well. Those that ran away, a lot of them lost. But I, my, my takeaway from this special election that, that just happened in New York was this. Again, some of the functional aspects of the elections in which Democrats got out and voted early, they voted by mail. And guess what happened on election day? In some Snowstorm. parts of that district, yeah. Big eight snow. inches of snow. And I, I commented in a tweet Uh, or on X, whatever we call it these days, Uh, the day after. This, to me, is another lesson for Republicans that they better learn coming into the fall elections. Vote early. If you don't want to vote by mail, go vote in person early before Election Day. Again, there's so many unforeseen things happen, like a snowstorm on Election Day. Let's get our votes in. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm really, really working on, Buck, that 
gotten some good news. We're going to get some good funding for American Majority Action. We are going to be doing absentee ballot generation, absentee ballot chase, and some key presidential battleground states to really get Republicans to understand we've got to get 80 plus percent of those absentee ballots in. Vote early, get your vote in, bank it, do not wait until election day. Let's start really getting that into our mindset. And if we can do that, if we can get to 80 plus percent of absentee ballots coming in, I like our chances. But I will point out one thing that's of concern to me. I know there's some lawsuits that are fighting this. We have to look at Arizona. Uh, There's an issue in which non-citizens are getting ballots for federal elections. Uh, The the left's not going to sit there and go, oh, gosh, you know, we've got a grandpa dementia in the White House. You know, we're we're all these different things. Trump's going to win. Oh, well, no, they're going to be playing all sorts of games. And I think it's incumbent upon Republicans to be making sure we stay ahead of the curve this time change our tactics, but be on top of the legal lawfare in regards to how these elections are being held, especially in the presidential battleground states. I totally agree. So I'm glad that someone's watching this who uh, has the the ear uh, ears of people that are in Trump's orbit, including Trump himself, because I, I, I believe very strongly, Ned, this is going to be a tight battle no matter what. Um, who it and is. People argue it with is. me about Oh, but Biden. So I'm like, I don't care how old Biden is. I don't care how decrepit he is. They they show up on Election Day with, you know, 97 percent of what they need to win. You know, I mean, this is the problem. But but I would say this book, it's because it's not really about persuading voters anymore. It's how many ballots are in the universe that they've created that they can actually collect. It has nothing to do with persuasion. It has. How many ballots are yeah, you going it's to the, collect? It's the, are you going to collect the, more the than the vote, other guy? The vote machinery, basically, right? It's it's understanding exactly. So you, yeah, I mean, you can put up a vegetable, which, quite frankly, Democrats kind of did, did in twenty twenty two, and they won, right? So it's it's not even necessary about the quality of the candidate. I keep on reminding people, yeah, some of these polls look really good, Trump versus Biden. I consider them a mirage because when push comes to shove, it's not he's not winning North Carolina by eight points. He's not going to win Arizona by five. You know, the, the, some of these numbers are going to shrink and it's going to get much tighter. We better have our functional aspect of collecting ballots in place, clicking on all cylinders, because, you know, they will. Yeah. Um, look, Ned, we'll come back into this in a second. I want to ask you how you think things are looking on the uh, on the Senate side. This couldn't come at a better time in our society. I'm talking about Patriot Defender. As you know, our rights are under attack these days and people can be targeted for political reasons, wokeness, if you will, comes for them. And it can be very expensive. You can lose your job. You can have all kinds of financial problems that come from this. But Patriot Defender has your back. Patriot Defender provides a no-cost legal defense to protect your rights, freedoms, reputation, and your way of life. Speak about a school board meeting about vaccine mandates and suffer the consequences. Your legal defense is covered. If your right to free speech is denied and you suffer consequences, your legal defense is covered. The company is called Patriot Defender, and their website is PatriotDefender.com. Patriot Defender will provide both open and concealed carry self-defense, and your right to defend yourself and your family when you need to will be protected. They'll also provide IRS audit assistance. So if your business, your income, or your reputation are harmed due to the weaponization of government entities, plenty of that going on, Patriot Defender can provide you with a no-cost legal defense. PatriotDefender.com. I'm a partner in this business. I'm a member as well. I believe in Patriot Defender. PatriotDefender.com will cover what others won't to protect you, your livelihood, and your rights. Ned, how are we looking for the Senate? I'm optimistic. I I am. I mean, you you look at the pickup opportunities in Montana, West Virginia, Ohio. You know, I think, you know, I even think Hogan 
in Maryland, Governor Hogan, who I'm not a fan of at all. Uh, but he's running for the Senate in Maryland. I think is he, he has is legitimate he the best, Can I ask you this? And I'm not trying to get you in any trouble because there's a little controversy about this in some other places recently with some folks saying things. Is Hogan the best we can hope for in Maryland, though? I mean, I feel like Maryland Probably. is a communist state. So are we going to do better than the weakest Republican of all Republicans? I don't think so. No, I, I mean, I, I'll share a little bit of a story. When my dad was in the House, uh, one of his colleagues was Chris Shays out of, I believe it was Connecticut 5. I liked Chris Shays. Chris Shays was a very nice gentleman. Uh, I would say we probably got 60, maybe 70% of the vote that we wanted out of him. And guess what? I was great with that because that he was the most conservative member you were going to get out of that part of the country. I think the same is true with Larry Hogan. Larry Hogan gives Republicans the best shot. He's already won statewide multiple times to actually pick up a Senate seat. Is he going to be a conservative rock star? Not even close. Are we probably going to get 50, 60, 70% of what we want out of him? Yes, which is 60, 70% of what we'd get at better than we'd get out of a Democrat. So I think people need to be realistic where you're in a deep red state. You go for the most conservative person that can win the general. When you're in a blue state like Maryland, you take the best you can. And it's going to be an improvement on any Democrat uh, that would otherwise represent Maryland in the Senate. So how, are you, I'm fine how, with how are you feeling about do you know, Carrie Lake? Do you know, Carrie a bit? I, I do. I do. Okay. Not very well, I, I, but I've met her. We've talked. It's an, I'm not asking a personal question. I'm just wondering, you know, I want to see if you feel like, oh, I'm super close with Carrie, so I can't. Is she going to win no. this Arizona Senate seat? If Cinema runs. If Cinema runs as the independent and you've got a Democrat, Republican, and independent in the race, and it really only takes 40 to 42% of the vote to win, Carrie Lake can win. Uh, if, Chris, if Kirsten Cinema decides that she's dropping out and obviously endorses the Democrat, because she essentially is a Democrat, uh, no, there's no way. There's no way that Carrie Lake can win that. And I, I've got real concerns about the damage or impact it might have on Trump in Arizona. But if it's a three-way race in which Sinema decides I'm running, I've raised enough money to be a legitimate, solid you know, third-party contender, you could, you could win that race with 40 42% of the vote, and Carrie Lake can pull that, that vote percentage off. She could do that. Uh, but I have to tell you, Buck, of all the, the pickup opportunities that Republicans have in the Senate this year, you kind of rank them in order of best chance, where you're going to get the, you know, the best opportunity to pick up races. I could maybe make an argument that Arizona's fifth on the list for the big money, like the NRSC and all these other people are going to put significant funds into these pickup races. So I would argue one of the big problems that Carrie Lake is going to have is the outside money making significant investments into the state. I just don't see it happening right now. And what, what about Montana against Tester, the Democrat uh, incumbent there? I mean. <laughs> Rosendale. Yeah. Yeah. You think we can pull that one off? I do. I, I mean, he, he's he's a known quantity. Uh, it can happen. Tester's a lot stronger than people think he is, which is very frustrating because he basically rubber stamps anything that Chuck Schumer does. Uh, he does yeah, not. So fit how the do state. you get a Chuck Schumer Democrat in Montana? You know, that's the, the fundamentally the question. Is it just Bozeman? Is that big now in terms of population? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to understand the the blue state migration into some of these red states. It's problematic. It really is. Um, and, and Tester is able to pull off this shtick where um, I'm all for Montana. I represent you, all this stuff. And he goes back to D.C. and just votes in lockstep with Chuck Schumer. But never underestimate the power of incumbency. Right? The power of incumbency, he's been there, what, two terms? Is, is he going for his third time, I believe? Power of incumbency is very hard to beat, Buck. And that, you know, I, I think we've got a real shot at taking him out. But never underestimate that power of incumbency and his name ID and everything across the state. And the fact that, that Chuck Schumer and National Democrats are going to be plowing a ton of money into that race to, to prop him up. So 
I think it's, it's going to be, it's definitely one of the top three pickup opportunities for Republicans, but on the other side, how good a campaign is going to be run against them. So there's, there's some dynamics that still need to play out and there'll be decisions made, I think on some funding, you know, coming into late summer, early fall as to how serious the pickup opportunity is. We'll see where the polls lead and how the campaigns are run. Let's talk Pennsylvania here in a second. But first up, are you wondering how everyone's talking about Belize these days? Oh, boy. Belize is fantastic. It's fun. Imagine visiting a country that's just a couple of hours from, say, Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, and you can enjoy a rainforest and white sand beaches in the same day. Belize is fun because you can float through caves down a jungle river, climb an ancient Mayan ruin, swim with nurse sharks and rays, cast for a grand slam, the ultimate in fly fishing on the flats, snorkel or scuba dive the longest living reef in the world or simply relax enjoy the beach bars playing live music and dance under the stars before uh you know the sun comes up and also have the best lobster dinner you've had in a very long time don't take my word for it go visit go check it out belize is amazing for so many reasons download your free belize handbook and guide go to belizeisfun.com that's belizeisfun.com Ned, Pennsylvania, tell tell me that McCormick can get this thing done, man. Tell me that he can do it. Sure, is that what you want to hear? <laughs> oh man, I, I'm wor- I'm worried too because the people I know who know Pennsylvania say that it's a blue state with a lot of red residents oh. living in it. You know what I mean? That that effectively the machinery of the Democrat Party is so much better than the Republican machinery there. Yep. That yep. you're you're starting out like five points be even even if you think you're ahead, you're five points behind. I, I joke that Pennsylvania is, you know, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, massive blue, you know, bastions. In between is basically northern Alabama. Uh, the problem being that the Philadelphia machine and a little bit behind it, the Pittsburgh machine, just overwhelms, you know, that central part of the state. I just, I mean, McCormick, sure. I, is he probably a good fit for the state? Sure. Can he win on a good night? Maybe. I have not looked at Pennsylvania. I, I've done electoral maps, you know, for the for the presidential race. I have not put Trump down as winning Pennsylvania, and he can still win. I mean, I, I've done a map, and you don't need to win Pennsylvania. I, I'm 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 skeptical that we are going to win either at the presidential or at the Senate race in Pennsylvania this year. But who knows? What we'll are see. the fl- what are the flips from 2020 that you feel most confident about right now? I mean, listen, Arizona, despite my concerns about the, the non-citizens getting federal ballots, you have to understand there have been people doing really good voter registration for Republicans down there. It's about a, they've added about 67,000, 57,000 registered Republicans. So now it's 207,000 registered Republican advantage over Democrats. You know, a third of the state is registered as independents. So you've added a significant pool of new Republican voters since 2022. So I, I like that. We've been doing some data work. Uh, there's 174,000 Republicans still registered that did not vote in the 2022 elections that have not gotten an absentee ballot. So you look at those numbers and go, you know, we put the right investment, the right work into Arizona. I like that. Uh, Nevada, Nevada, I look at that. There were 200,000 ballots in Clark County alone, which is Las Vegas, between Republicans and, and the Independent Conservative Party that were not returned in 2022. So that's a target-rich environment. You know, I feel good about our, our chances in Wisconsin. There are a lot of people that need to get an absentee ballot that are hunters, pro-Second Amendment, that have not really been in, as engaged as they should be. And again, it's a state that Trump only lost by 20,000 votes. One in 2016, only lost by 20,000 uh, in 2020. North Carolina, I feel good about. I think we're going to have a really strong effort to hold that state. 
Georgia, I have to tell you, Georgia to me, I do not put together a map that doesn't include Georgia going to Trump. We have to win Georgia. And, you know, there's some efforts going on in that state that I like. There's more work that needs to be done inside of Georgia. But those are the states I'm looking at. If Trump can take all those states, hold North Carolina and get Georgia, Wisconsin, Nevada and Arizona. Yeah, it can be done. The numbers show that it can be done. Who's Trump's VP going to be? I have no idea. I really don't. I I was a big big fan of Kim Reynolds, uh, governor of Iowa. I I don't think she did herself any favors. I get it that she liked DeSantis. Fine, fair enough. You know, Uh, I I think she really kind of, let's just put it mildly, irritated Trump. But I would love to have seen her be the VP for Trump. I don't know. I've heard Carson's name, Ben Carson's name thrown out there. I even saw J.D. Vance's name thrown out, but I have not. I have no insider knowledge on who who it's going to be. Do you have any crazy prediction that you feel confident about between now and the end of the year in the world of politics? Anything that you <laughs> want to just throw out there? This is the good news, Ned. We're it's only like, going to replay this if you're right. So you can just this is a free shot. Like anything you think could a, happen. Uh, gosh. Uh, OK, here we go. Uh, I'll make a prediction. Uh, Republicans keep and add to their majority in the House. We take back the Senate uh, more convincingly than people think we will. And Trump wins the White House to give us the trifecta coming into January of 2025. All right. I like it. I like where your head is on this one, my friend. Ned Ryan, future White House chief of staff. You heard it here first. Ned Ryan, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for uh, work you do at American Majority. We'll see you soon, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Buck. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.